The title of what I'm sharing with you this morning is these four words, He is with you. He is with you. And please turn so long to Isaiah 43. We'll get there in a moment's time. I believe that God is wanting to bring reassurance today. There are some of you in some of the things that you've been going through that you may have felt very much alone. And God is wanting to, through his word, cause faith to arise and cause the reassurance of his presence. Listen to me. The reassurance of his presence in your life today. Now, would you open up your heart to receive from the Lord? Uh, I really trust that this message is going to bring hope and that it will bring encouragement this morning because God is most certainly with us. Do you agree with that? And here's the thing. As we take time to appreciate God's presence within us and with us, this is what it does. It strengthens us. It strengthens our hearts. It strengthens our lives. Sometimes when we're feeling really low, it's probably because we have lost a little bit of sight of his presence being with us. And so I believe this is gonna bring hope today. During this message, please keep your ears open for the phrase, with you because it'll occur in five different scriptures and it is encouraging. So Isaiah 43, verse one to three from the New King James Version reads as follows. It says, but now, thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. Now here begins the message. And look how it starts, fear not. Isn't the heart of God beautiful? God is talking to you today and his message starts off with this, fear not. In the name of Jesus, I speak to every spirit of fear and every spirit of oppression in that regard. We take authority over you and we say, be gone. Spirit of fear, be gone over God's people now in Jesus' name. God says to you, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. This is your father talking. You are mine. Verse two, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Please say with you. This is the first time it occurs. I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Do you see the promise of God to you? When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Child of God, we say, blessed be the reading of the word of the Lord, amen? amen. I wanna tell you, what you have just read is powerful. If that doesn't in some way cause a faith to arise in your heart, then something's wrong because the word of God releases faith. That's what the Bible says. 
there are five points that I'd like to share with you. Point number one, he is with you even when you think you're alone. Has anybody been facing feelings of being like, I'm all in this on my own, I don't have anybody to help me, I'm, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling vulnerable. And God is here today, he wants to reassure you, he says that he is with you even when you think you're alone. Now let's reread verse two, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. Maybe some of you say, I, I can relate to this because Wow, what I've been facing lately, it feels like I'm getting overwhelmed. It's like the water is coming right up above my shoulders and close to my neck and I feel overwhelmed and, and God is saying to you today that those rivers will not overflow you by the authority of the word, I declare that to you. But it also says that when you walk through the fire, some of you, you know what this is like. Maybe in the last six to nine months, you can testify Man, I faced some stuff that I never thought I'd face in my life. I've been through some real stuff and it's been like a fire that I've walked through. It says, when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burnt. There's the good news. You shall not be burnt, nor shall the flame scorch you. Now, essentially, what we've just read here from Isaiah 43 assures us that you and I are very precious to God. You see, we are very precious to such an extent, very precious and so important to God that God says, I assure you of my abiding presence in your life. That's how important it is. You don't generally tend to spend time with somebody if they're not important to you, if they're not precious to you. But when somebody is important in your life, you're willing to spend time with them. And God is saying, you're so precious to me, my child. You're so important that I give you my abiding presence to be with you. That's how precious you are. You are the apple of God's eye. I wanna ask you this question. Have you ever been through really deep waters. And I wanna ask you this by a show of hands. How many of you can say, at some point in your life, you know you have been through really deep waters? Raise a hand if that's you. Many hands going up. And I wanna say, and did God bring you through? I'm certain he did. Because he is not a man that he should lie. He is faithful, faithful, faithful. If you could put God under a microscope, you would see faithfulness, goodness, righteousness, love, purity, holiness. You would see his faithfulness. And it says in Psalm 66 verse 12, it says, we went through the fire and through the water, but you, speaking of God, you brought us out, praise God. You brought us out and it says to rich fulfillment. It's so wonderful that God brings us out, but then he brings us into greater purposes that he has for us. And those times of testing and those times of fire can be very hard, very real. I wanna remind you that Jesus also faced severe testing in that garden of Gethsemane. He sweated blood because of the turmoil that he was going through because he knew what he had to face. 
and God says to you that I will bring you out and it will be to rich fulfillment. And I wanna say to you, when the enemy comes against you to try and destroy your life, God says to you that I will deliver you, my child. He will deliver you. And when the enemy comes to you and he whispers in your ear and he says, you are not gonna make it. You are not gonna cope with life. You are gonna fail. You say, no, no, no. Devil, you are a liar. Get behind me in the name of Jesus. When he comes to say to you, you're a useless parent and you'll never be able to raise your child correctly, you say, no, that is a lie. Devil, get behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And you declare that I'm not alone, that God is with me in what I'm facing. What are some of the deep rivers or fires that are common in life that many folks face? It could be the death of a dream. It could be financial ruin. It could be serious illness. It could be a failed marriage. Some of you who have been through a failed marriage, you know how devastating that is. Some of you who are going through really deep times right now, I just wanna declare that God says over your life, He says, child, I am with you. In what you're facing, don't take God out of the equation. It's the biggest mistake. God says, I am with you. And he says, you are not alone in the fire. I have good news for you. And I wanna to declare to you boldly that there is another one in the fire. As in the fiery furnace many years ago, there is another one in the fire and he is with you, the Lord your God. I faced the death of a dream years ago. You see, I, I dreamt and sensed in my heart that one day my dad would one day retire when he was whatever, 65 or so on, and uh, that I would take over the church from my dad, and that was uh, what my dad's heart's desire was. But you know what? Things happen in life, and that dream died. It was deep water. You know what I'm... I, some of you know what, what the kinds of stuff that I went through because you've been through deep water as well. But I came to realize, not all the time during that time of deep water, but times at times I came to realize that God is with me. And at the times when I was meditating on the fact that God was with me, I had greater strength. At times when I was thinking, no, I'm finished, I'm done. There's no future for me. I'll never be in ministry again. I began to sink and sink and sink. But keep your eyes on Jesus because the good work he began, he will be faithful to complete it. And let me tell you, I can tell you today that God created a whole new season, a whole new future. You are sitting in that future today. Can we thank God? <laughs> Some of you, the devil has been trying to tell you that it is over. He's been trying to get into your head and mess with you and say it is over. Your finest days are over. You had favor for a little bit of time in your life, but the favor is over. No, no, no. My Bible says his favor lasts for a lifetime. Come on, somebody. That's a word for you. His favor lasts for a lifetime. <laughs> Somebody says, no, you're just having a good run at the moment. I wanna tell you, as surely as God lives, His favor lasts for a lifetime. You are not alone in what you're facing. And so God assures us that the rivers will not overflow us. 
Isn't that wonderful? We will be able to navigate the rivers. They will not destroy us. God will help us. And he is with us in the midst of those struggles that we face. God is with us. It says in Psalm 46 verse one, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Would you notice the words very present? Please say very present. So when it says God is a very present help, what does that mean? It simply means this. He is very much with you. <laughs> it's not like when the tough times uh, get going that God disappears. He says, no, this is too hectic. No. God says that even in the times of trouble, I'm with you, but I am kind of even more present. I am a very present help. I am very much with you. And some of you need to take this very seriously today, knowing that God is very, very much with you. You are not alone. You are not alone. He says that I am with you, not absent. I'm not distant. I'm very present in your situation. Would you please tell somebody next to you, tell them you're not alone. They need to hear that. <laughs> tell them you're not alone. Point number two, he is with you to strengthen you. That's so beautiful. He is with you to strengthen you. Now, you were in Isaiah 43. Please go two chapters earlier to Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10, such a beautiful scripture. And yet again, it starts with this thing of fear not. It says, fear not, for I am, here it goes, with you. This is the second time it occurs. God's telling you he's with you today. Are you listening? Deeply. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you and will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now, the scripture is essentially saying that God is going to be providing strength for you and he's going to be providing help for you. Can I ask you by a show of hands, is there anybody that says, I need strength and help at this point in time in my life? My hand is up. I need strength. I need help. Good. It's an attitude of humility. It's an attitude of dependence on God. You might be listening to me today, and you're a young mom. You have little babies, and it's not easy. And there's so many things that consume your life as you have those one or two children and they are like you know, almost overwhelming. And then there's, you know, the, uh, you know the, what do you call when you put the bottles and you sterilizing of the bottles and the changing of the nappies and the feeding and the milk and all of this. And, and sometimes life feels so hectic. You think, how are you gonna cope? And in the middle of the night, your child's waking up and your husband is snoring in bed. And here you are, 2.30 in the morning, and it's time for the next feed, and you sometimes feel overwhelmed. You sometimes feel that, no, I don't have strength, but God says, I am with you to strengthen you. And he says, I will gently lead those that are with young. What a beautiful promise for the mothers here today. You might be here, and you're in varsity, and you have felt like, yeah. You got into first year, now you're in second year, now you're in third year, and varsity is just overwhelming. 
the level of work and the lecturers don't care. They just load you with endless work and assignments and reading and you feeling overwhelmed right now. You feel like you don't have the strength. I wanna tell you that there is one who is with you to strengthen you and you will finish that degree and you will come through on top in the name of Jesus. There's no need to quit. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. You will come through on top in Jesus' name. You know what? I'm convinced that there are so many times when God is proactively helping us and strengthening us and we don't even know it. We don't even realize it. And maybe one day when we get to heaven, God will show us all the times where we thought we were on our own. Meanwhile, God was actually carrying us and he was helping us. Praise the Lord. Amen. It says in Ephesians 3 verse 16, here Paul, the apostle, is praying a prayer for the Ephesian church. And Paul says the following, this is his prayer. I pray that he would grant you, God would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, notice that phrase, to be strengthened. Would everybody say strengthened? A little bit louder. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. I'd like to suggest to you, Paul is actually making a bold request here. Listen to what one Bible theologian says. He says, Paul is asking that the saints be spiritually strengthened, but to what extent? Not according to the narrowness of our heart, but according to the riches of his glory. And since the Lord is infinitely rich in glory, let the saints get ready for a downpour of strength. Why should we ask so little of so great a king? And so basically he has this prayer and declaration of you being strengthened and Paul was praying this. And I wanna declare that I, I speak a release Today, would you just receive it? I speak a release of the strength of the Lord over you today, and I declare that you will be strengthened with mighty power by His Spirit on the inner man, because that's what God is with you to strengthen you. Do you receive that? Amen. Amen. I know you do. Praise the Lord. Number three, He is with you to accomplish the mission. Please say this out loud with me. He is with you to accomplish the mission. I'll read to you from Matthew 28, verse 19 to 20. Jesus is speaking. Here Jesus is giving the great commission. And he said, go therefore, make disciples, part of your job of all nations, baptizing them, part of your job, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, part of our job, to observe all the things that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Did you see the next with you? It says, and lo, I am with you. God is telling you this morning, listen by your spirit, God is telling you, I am with you. Paul, God is telling you, I am with you. He says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. In our old farmhouse down in East London, there's a picture on the wall. And it's got like a, a little, little vase and some flowers in the picture. And this verse is on it. It says, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This scripture has been up in our house forever. 
And sometimes in the bedroom that I would sleep in, I would see the scripture. And I, I must be honest with you that I didn't really grasp it as a child because I thought maybe there's a man by the name of Lo, and Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So I thought maybe this was Lo's bedroom back sometime or something like that. <laughs> it's old way of speaking, Lo. No, that sounds like rapping. Lo, no, 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 that's not rap. But anyhow, so over the years, I came to understand, no, that that was for everyone that God was kind of saying, behold, I am with you even to the end of the age to fulfill the destiny and the purpose on your life, to fulfill the mission. And by the way, in terms of that picture on the wall with that scripture, I wanna ask you, do you have any scriptures up in your home, child of God? I wanna challenge moms and dads that don't have scriptures up in their homes. Get some scriptures up, even if it is just on your fridge, all right? Even if you just go out and buy one of those fridge magnets with a scripture and put it on. Because do you know that those things can make a profound impact on people that visit your home? But think about your children and think about your grandchildren. It might make an eternal impact on their lives because they saw a verse of scripture up in the home. My mom has a, a plate on, uh, next to her bath it says, all day I am merciful and deal graciously with you. Now, the only reason I, I know that scripture is because I've seen it in my mom's bathroom many times. And so I wanna say to you that we are a Bible-based church and our homes should have the word of God visible in our homes. Come on, say amen. amen. And so Jesus spoke these words to his disciples, the words, I am with you. But it's very interesting, he spoke them close to the end of his time on earth. He was about to leave his disciples. His bodily presence was about to be removed from them and no doubt they were deeply troubled that Jesus was gonna be leaving. Remember, they were having the most amazing time. For just over three years, these guys were walking with Jesus it was the most incredible time of their lives. And now Jesus is saying, listen, I, I, I'm going, I'm gonna be leaving, and he'd been hinting at this. But yet, even though he's leaving, he's saying, I'm with you. How do you get that? If he's about to leave, how could he promise to be with him? And it is only possible by the person of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said to them, he said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide, hear all those words, with you. Say that with me, with you. And Jesus was making it clear, this was the spirit of truth. You know him for he will be with you and will be in you. And so Jesus Christ's spiritual presence would be with them, even though Jesus in bodily form would be going to the right hand of the Father. His spiritual presence would be with them by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit has to be your best friend in life, your partner in life, because he leads you into all the truth of God, amen? amen? By the way, sometimes when we think of the Great Commission and that God has given us this mandate to fulfill a mission in life, Part of his great commission is your purpose and as you fulfill your purpose, you are familiar, fulfilling the great commission but sometimes this great commission can seem a little daunting. It can seem like, wow, this is too big. We can feel out of our depth. 
But we receive great encouragement when we realize that the captain of the hosts, who is Jesus, is with us to fulfill the mandate. I wanna say it would be completely unfair if God said you've gotta fulfill the great commission, but it's with your own resources. No, 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 God says, I have equipped you. I've given you everything that you need for life and godliness. I have poured out my spirit upon you and I'm gonna help you to fulfill this mandate so much so that I will be with you to fulfill it. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. And so I wanna say that, be assured that God is with us. He is with us to make us effective. He is with us to pull down strongholds. He is with us to give us success. He is with us for us to take personal possession of our promised land, and He is with us to fulfill the mission that He has called us to. Come on, give the Lord a hand of praise. He is with you. You don't do it in your own strength. He's with you to fulfill your purpose. Number four. He is with you to deliver you. Would everybody say the word deliver? Yes. He is with you to deliver you. And for this, I wanna use Jeremiah 1 verse 19. Listen out for the words with you. It says, they will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you. For I am, here it goes, with you. Say it, with you, says the Lord to deliver you. Let faith arise. Don't just be hearers, but take it to heart. God says that I am with you to deliver you. I think back to July 2014. Mandra and I were on the beach in the East London area. We had gone for a long walk down the beach. It's a long, sandy beach, and we were just like, this is amazing, we got the whole beach to ourselves and eventually far in the distance we see two guys walking up to us and as they came close to us, they mugged us on the beach, they uh, held us at knife point. It was a terrible experience that we went through. Uh, actually, the word I would use is dreadful. It was dreadful. We were praying under our breath and at times praying aloud. The whole ordeal lasted about, lasted about five or six, maybe seven minutes. And during this time, they were looking for valuables and so on, and then they got very angry when there weren't any valuables because we never take valuables with to the beach. We just take some sweets. <laughs> and so we, we didn't have any valuables, and this infuriated the one guy who had a large knife, and at one point in time, he got so angry, he threw the knife at me, straight at my chest. I don't know, somehow it just fell off and fell on the ground next to me. And I wanna tell you that we came through completely unscathed through that. Can we thank the Lord? There was not even a scratch. There was not even a scratch. And I can only come to the conclusion that God was with us to deliver us. And the scripture is something that you can claim for your life. He's with you to deliver you. We all full, know full well that we live in a South Africa with high levels of crime and violence. But we have to believe in the ability of God that God is able to deliver me. Thank you, Jesus. Say that with me. God is able to deliver me. Just take God at his word. 
It's not like God says, no, you're in South Africa, my deliverance scripture doesn't count for you guys. No, it's too rough in South Africa, this is just applying to Ireland. No, no, no. God, God is so much more powerful, so much more powerful, and we should not be people that live in fear. Let me tell you, the safest place to live on earth is still in the will of God. And so if it's the will of God for you to be here in Pretoria, in South Africa, you are in the safest place that you could be. Hallelujah. Point number five, my last point. He is with you never to leave you. Now, please let those words sink in. He is with you. This is the truth. You came to church today to hear the word of God. This is the word of God. He is with you never to leave you. <laughs> what an amazing God we serve. He's thought about it all. And it says in Hebrews 13 verse five, for he himself has said, I, will never leave you nor forsake you. This is such a wonderful promise from God. We need to realize that we never need to fear abandonment from our God. We never need to fear that we will be forsaken. There might be people listening to me today and you have been abandoned in your life. You've been abandoned by people. Maybe you were abandoned by a spouse. Maybe you were abandoned by a family member who said, I'm writing you off. You're just a crazy Christian. I'm writing you off. Maybe you've been abandoned. Maybe you were somebody who was, uh, uh, your, your mother gave birth to you and just completely abandoned you. We just went and dumped you somewhere. Maybe you're somebody that has experienced betrayal in life. But I have to tell you that God will never betray you and he will never abandon you. He will never abandon the work of his hands. That is our God. And so verse five, which we just read in the Amplified Classic Bible, it's put with a lot of emphasis. Listen to the powerful way in which verse five is put in the Amplified Classic. It says, for God himself has said, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, nor relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. It doesn't get more powerful than that, child of God. What is the scripture essentially saying? It's dealing with one of the greatest needs in life. One of our greatest needs in life is that we need security. We need to know that we are eternally secure and God is saying exactly this to us. He's saying that need to be completely secure is found in the relationship that we have with God. Now, I'm drawing to a close. I wanna say this. Uh, one word of comfort to the older folks here. Now you say, John, how old do I have to be an older folk? <laughs> well, you just have to have been younger longer. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I wanna say this, that God is with you, older person, throughout your entire life. The Bible calls God the everlasting Father. Now, I wonder, how long, if your father passed away, how long did you have a father for? Many of you, your fathers are still alive, wonderful. I had a father 
a wonderful father, Pastor Ed Rabert, for 23 years. I was so blessed uh, to have my dad for 23 years. But that was 23 years and then it was over. But you know what? I had to learn that I have an eternal, everlasting Father in the heavenly Father. Praise God. And I wanna say to any of you that have lost your father, you don't have a physical father that's alive today, I wanna say that he is your everlasting Father. Praise God for that. Now listen to this. It says in Isaiah 46 verse four, it says, even to your old age, if that applies to you, (laughs) even to your old age, I am he, and even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. Isn't that beautiful? Even to your gray hairs, I will carry you. I have made you, and I will bear you. Even I will carry you, and yet again, I will deliver you. So, even to your gray hairs. Now, look around about you and see if you can see any gray hairs in people around about you. Can you see any gray hairs? Suddenly everybody's too shy. (laughs) Listen, I know some of you are undercover gray operatives. Yeah, it's nice and easy with that box, eh? You think we don't know? Even to those who are undercover gray operatives, the scripture applies to you. (laughs) Praise Jesus. Even to gray hairs, I will carry you, says the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right through the whole scope of our life. I'd just like to point out something. Do you realize that parental care by an earthly parent over you diminishes over the course of your life. That that parental care gets less and less and less and one day your parent passes away and you don't have parents anymore. But I have good news for you. The care of our Father, our everlasting Father, it never diminishes. He is caring for you as much when you are old and gray as when you are pink and wrinkly like a little baby that's just been born. He's cared, you realize this? It is completely consistent right throughout your life. What a God we serve. And so let the older people receive encouragement that God is caring for you just as much as when you were a little baby. And listen to one commentary as, uh, as I draw to a close. It says the following, it says, the care of God for his people surpasses the most tender and loving parent. And that is the truth. Folks, today I've shared the word of the Lord with you. Number one, he is with you even when you think you're alone. Two, he is with you to strengthen you. Three, he is with you to accomplish the mission. Four, he is with you to deliver you. And three, he is with you, never to leave you. And so as I draw to a close, I wanna say that child of God, he is with you all the way. Why don't you just, in your heart, just appreciate that he is with you all the way, right through your life. He is with you. He is very much present with you now. Let's stand and pray. Heavenly Father, There is no one like our God. There is no God like Jehovah. 
in this devotional moment of prayer, we want to say thank you that you are with us. We thank you that no rivers are gonna overflow us. We thank you that no fire is gonna burn us because you are with us and you are with us to deliver us. You are with us never to leave us. We thank you for the comfort that we receive through the scriptures today. We thank you for the ministry that we have received. We thank you for the faith that has been released. And we will go out and live as those who know, surely our God is with us.